hello. This is episode 150 of the PlayStation Report. You're listening to this a day earlier than we usually uh, put these out because Tyler has shit to do on Thursday. Hey! I do. I'm sorry. It's okay. How you doing? I'm all right. How are you? You know, I uh, have a full stomach full of curry. Yeah. And some Vietnamese iced coffee. Ooh. It's pretty good. Sounds tasty. Mine's full of ramen. Mm. We made some more homemade style ramen. Nice. It was very good. What all you put in it? uh, Mushrooms, carrots, onions, and uh, there's something else. I never heard of it. It almost looked like if you were to put celery and lettuce together and have a baby, it was like, began with a B. I don't know. I never heard of it before, but it, it tasted fine. Bok choy? Bok choy, yes. Yeah. That's it. That's okay. it. Yes. I know so. that from Stardew Valley, because you grow that in Stardew Valley really. in, I believe, the <laughs> fall? I don't know. I don't know the specifics, but that is a crop you can grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That in, uh, like, crispy tofu mm. with, like, this corn sort of stuff on it to make it crispy. Nice. And air fry it. Yeah, it was... It was it was delicious. Ramen's, ramen noodles are just the best. Yes, they are. I love them. Oh, yeah. Food. I saw you talking Yum. about ramen the other day. Yeah. I, I have found a formula to making uh, top ramen. Yeah? What do you do? Edible. Uh, so there's this Korean crushed red pepper Okay. that's kind of sweet and hot. Mm-hmm. Um, I put some of that in there and I put a big old slice of American cheese in it. Ooh, that sounds good. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty all right. It was edible, which is better than I can say, uh, top ramen is without any adjustments from just putting it in there with its seasoning packet. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes those things aren't the greatest. For sure. Uh, but this is not... A show about food, I guess. I don't know. Is food delicious. is great. We went to a Jamaican place over the weekend. Yes, we did. And it was very good, I thought. Um, you had your JWs. Yeah. Your jerk wings. Exactly. You had curry chicken, I think. Yeah, uh, it was a, like a Jamaican enti- curry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like an entire chicken. <laughs> yeah, they, they decided to put like a, a half of a chicken in there bone in yeah i didn't realize that i almost chomped down on a bone but then good thing i chew my food mm-hmm. if that were my brother my brother does not chew his he just fucking inhales oh, god like he when he was a kid he uh we had a scare because he fucking swallowed a chicken bone oh god well partially swallowed got stuck in his throat yeah managed to get it out but yeah it's awful I feel like that's something that should, that should be on the menu uh, next to the dish is if they're if they're serving a chicken with bones in it. Yeah. Agreed. It's I don't know, but it was good. It was yeah. really good. Their rice was incredibly good. Yes. I just kind of want to go back just to buy a big thing of rice from them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, the, the Jamaican food's pretty good. It had it had a nice kick to it. Hmm. And, uh, yeah, I'm glad we went. It was a cool little place. Yeah, a lot of cool little places that yeah. we need to go around and see. Yeah. I think uh, we just we just got to do it. 
Keith can suck it up, you know. I mean, he managed to find something he ate He did. There. Yeah. He did. He had some mac and cheese. Yeah. And some wings. <laughs> but I'm not sure how much of he ate because he stopped eating pretty quickly. I can tell when he doesn't like something sometimes. Mm. It's kind of funny. But but yeah, there's just so many good good places around. And I'm like in the middle of all of it. So yeah. like it's not far for us to go anywhere, really. Um, yeah, lots of good stuff. Food's good. I like food. I like food. Maybe one time we have to... We have to carve a section out of our podcast to talk about the food in video games, the best food yeah. out there. Yeah, maybe. Some of the, whatever maybe makes our mouths about. water, whatever just looks good. Yeah. And what looks good. Mm. Yeah. Uh, now that everybody's hungry. Video games. <laughs> Tyler, I've played some. I know you've played some because I literally played one of them with you. Yeah. What'd you play? Well, we played some Call of Duty Black Ops 4. Um, tried to. I tried yeah. to. Unfortunately, you weren't able to play too much because internet issues. Yeah. I'm going to have to figure that out. Although, there are some... It might be almost close to time for me to get a job and move out to a place of my own. Mm -hmm. And... uh I should be able to solve those problems there. Do you have Comcast? No. Oh. No. Okay. I think we've already talked about the kind Probably. of internet I have. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's what the younger kids would have called Walmart connections. I see. When we when we were playing Xbox 360. Mhm. Mm yeah. Yeah, it was it was unfortunate because I uh I felt like you know, we the few matches we got to play together, I think we ended up in the top 10 almost every match. So it's like if we could all three just stay alive and then you didn't have internet problems, I, I was I was feeling it. I think it could have been our night. Yeah, maybe. I just, man, I, I did not feel useful at all playing mm -hmm. with, uh, like that. It was like, I felt like I was a half second behind. Right. And that's just not good enough in Call of Duty. Like there was the, so we played um, the down but not out, like, event mode that they were doing in, in a blackout which was someone just needs to survive until the circle collapses further and then everybody can come back in and you jump out of the helicopter again all you have is a pistol and five uh, first aid first aid bandages but uh i mean it's doable and, it, and so the player count is hot, very high and the circle continues to shrink so by yeah. the time, and it goes through like five cycles and then it just continuously shrinks until uh, there's a winner, basically. So, you know, the circle cool shrinks three or four times and there's still like 70 or 80 players left and it's like, oh my goodness, and it's just total chaos everywhere. Uh, it's a really interesting idea. Yeah, I, I think it's good because a lot of times when you're playing squads and you're the first one out, you're just sitting there yeah. kind of twiddling your thumbs for right. like 20 minutes. Yep. But this is a good way to keep people engaged and still make sense as a battle royale. Yeah, definitely. But uh, unfortunately, like after you had to go we we kept playing and just duos and uh, we hit we had some good matches and some matches that just didn't end too well the best we finished was fourth uh we had a had a bunch of kills there but i ended up going down couldn't get healed in time then our my buddy just ran out in the middle of the circle but it's okay because it was 
it was like total just I don't know what to do and I'm just doing something sort of thing. But there were ended up being six or seven players left. I think wow. so. We were it was down to it. I mean the circle was small. Um there was a few other other really exciting stuff. That that game is so so much fun when you're like you're well equipped or something and you and you're you're either taking a bunch of guys out or you're being strategic and you're just maybe sitting in a house and you see like two teams running around you and you just hear fire, gunfire everywhere and, and you just don't know what's going to happen and just that intensity is it's just awesome i mean it's such a fun game mode um trying to think of anything else that like happened in it that was really good but, but yeah blackouts just continues to be great in that game mode uh i guess because you could end up getting a lot more kills than a typical match you only got five merits per kill so we ended up playing a few matches of just regular duos but had no success at all in that one uh, <laughs> there was one one time we ended up landing near the town right outside of Rivertown. Yeah. We landed there and we took, a, I think we each got someone and we were just kind of waiting because we knew a lot of guys were around and we were just waiting it out to let them take each other out or see where the circle's going or just let them run away. And so we're just chilling and all of a sudden I am just pinned down. This dude is across the street up in the top window in one of the houses just firing down on me. And I, I had nowhere I could go because as soon as I popped out, he just popped me. So that, that was like a really intense moment. And I, I hate sometimes, uh, like we landed at, um, gosh, Turbine. And, you know, there's those gigantic warehouse-like buildings in there. And I was so set up for success. Like I had some of the best weapons in there, some of my favorite weapons. And I took one guy out, and then all of a sudden, this other team just rolls out of nowhere and just mows you down. Like, I know that's part of the battle royale thing, but it's like, damn. It's just frustrating every time that happens. Yeah, some people play like assholes. Yeah, like, I am ready to rock. And then, no. No, you're not. It's good. One of these days, we'll get it. Yeah. I'll talk later. I can't close. On your own? Yeah, solos, yeah. Uh, how close? Second? Yeah. Oh, no. How many it's seconds? Like my, oh, I want to say that's either my fourth or fifth second place finish. This reminds me of, didn't that happen to you in Fortnite? Yeah. You had like a string of like second place finishes forever. Yeah. And and then you, then you started winning. Yeah. One of these days it'll happen for you. Now, honestly, it's because I'm... Well, I'll just talk about it now. It's because yeah. I'm doing other things while I play Blackout, like listening to podcasts or watching TV or anime or internet video. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, my focus is not 100% on Blackout. Like, And I'm still making it up into like top five finishes. And it's pretty amazing. Like, I'm wondering what I could do if I just put it on my noise-canceling headphones yeah. <laughs> and just went in deep. Zone out. Yeah. Or maybe that's part of why I'm doing so well is because I'm not stressing out. Maybe. Yeah. It is a very stressful game mode. For sure. Um, 
also played some multiplayer in that that game. That game's multiplayer is so much fun. Yeah, it, it's the best multiplayer in a long time for Call of Duty to me. Like, I think it's even better. I like it way more than World War Two. I like it even more than Black Ops Three. So, I mean, even go back even further. I mean, it's it's been a long time since Call of Duty multiplayer has felt this good to me. It just feels good to to move around and to, to shoot. The abilities all feel really good. I feel the matches are a lot more competitive than they've been in Call of Duty in the past, too. Um, and, and a lot of the maps are well done, you know, except when you get firing range three times in a row i get it it's a fun map but damn i I feel like they should take (laughs) away the ability to vote for the exact same map you were on because there are those maps like firing range like nuketown you're guaranteed to play them twice if they come up because people will just vote for them exactly so that that stuff kind of stinks i don't know i I played the map payload for the first time was all new to me believe it but then again i i'm starting to realize oh shit i just play a lot more call of duty multiplayer Mm -hmm. than anyone i know yeah but i i feel like i've played probably every map at this point besides like dlc maps a lot of them are just really well done i could go without um slums basically from black ops 2 that is not a map I feel like they should have brought back. It's like out of all the maps in Black Ops 2, you bring that one back. But whatever. Hmm. Just I know I, I I'm I'm probably in the minority on that one. I just never. Liked I don't that mind map. it, really. I just wish they they'll never do it. But I wish they would just get rid of Nuketown. Yeah. Hey, I, I, y'all, I it was nuked. It. It's not coming back. Fuck y'all. Yeah. I I can get that for sure. Yeah, they need to. They could do that, and then just make Nuketown a zombies map. Make a Nuketown zombies. Yeah, why not? Did not play zombies this time, but that's the thing about that Black Ops War. I just feel like it's a game that I'm going to end up playing for a long time because it's all three phases of this game are just awesome. You know, I just want to play them all at once, but I can't. Hmm. It's good. Yeah. Anything else you play? Yeah. Played more Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Just another solid chunk of that game. Did another really interesting uh, side quest chain about a Minotaur in a way, but not a Minotaur. It ended up going in a totally different direction, but I was like, you know what? That's a, that, that was well done. The side quests in, in this game are just... It, they're shockingly good. They're like, you know... The Witcher 3, I feel, is an RPG that has the best side quest in a game. And, and this game's kind of up there with them, I feel. Like, there is some fucking great stuff in this game. Some of them you can just throw away, and they're not that not that good. But there's a lot of really quality. Uh, it seems like the side quests that actually have, like, a, a, a bigger arc to them, more of a chain. You know, you're doing three or four or five quests with it seem to be the best. Um, but yeah, it ended up being in a pretty cool spot, and uh, that took me a lot longer than I wanted to. I did dip into there's a kind of like an origins, there's an arena that you can go to. Um, so I went to there and I did about half of them because you need to be max level to do the last one. So I'll get there eventually and, and become the champion of the arena. But there's also some uh, 
because there's the whole mercenaries thing in this game. Uh, there's some mercenaries in there that you can actually go in and take out and wipe them off your list, which is pretty cool. So I, I like the arena stuff. I, In a way, I kind of... Because Origins, there was only a few battles in it before you're the champion of the arena. And same thing here. Like I think it, it's a cool idea that I wish they would expand on a little bit more. Uh, took out some more cultist dudes because there's that whole aspect of it. Yeah. That you're, there's mercenaries you can hunt. There's cultists you can take out. But the thing is, is that uh, the cultists are tied to your progression in a way, which kind of, I'm not sure how I feel about it because it's, it's a little drastic and a little grindy. So you take out a cultist and you get something and you need seven of those things at a certain point where I'm at to upgrade your spear. So the spear is the kind of legendary assassin artifact that is given to you um, the, or from the first civilization. And uh, the spear allows you to upgrade yourself. So all of the abilities in the skill tree, you can put up to three points in every single one of them. So you get to a point, <laughs> it's just, it's so much. So I'm to the point where a lot of the abilities that I like, I have two out of three in and I need to get my spear to level five in order to finish it off. But I need seven of these things just to go to level four. And I'm sure I need a lot more to go to level five. So I'm not sure how I feel about that aspect of it. It's it's really grindy and, and you can't, progress with the cultists until you kill certain cultists to then unlock clues about some of the other ones and then also some of them are tied to story moments and side quests so if you don't find those side quests for example you might not uh discover the cultists to take out it's, it seems like they meant for this game to take a long time to dude it is so they as could much get as the next one out, yeah, like I love this game, and I I think it's a better game than Origins. It might be my favorite Assassin's Creed, but it's also incredibly exhausting to play sometimes. I mean, I'm thirty six hours into it, I think, at this point, no, thirty four, and there's still just so much to do. Like I said last week, and you know, I'm coming towards the end of the story in a way. But I'm not, and I'm like, holy crap! Like, there's just so much to do. It, it just it feels a little bit more overwhelming and exhausting to me than Red Dead. Like, I felt like Red Dead was a little bit more, like it's a huge game. There's a lot to do in it, but it's a little bit more concise with its stuff. Whereas Assassin's Creed, there's all these different systems you can get into and side quests all over the place, more so than Red Dead. And a gigantic story and. Uh, hunting and all sorts of stuff. Like, there's just a lot to do. Mm. You kind of pick what you want, but uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's 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 a fun game to play. I, I, I enjoy it a lot. I am finally, finally got to Sparta, which is cool. Oh, all See right. that? So, been to Athens, now I'm at Sparta. And I have a whole gigantic bit of the story there that I'll get into. Cool. Yeah. So I imagine you don't have much time for other things. The only other thing that I played was the Resident Evil 2 one-shot demo. Okay. So uh, Resident Evil 2 drops the 25th? Yep, this Friday. 
And so I wanted to get into that just to to test it out. Um, I never played Resident Evil 2 back on the original PlayStation 1. The, the first Resident Evil game I played was Resident Evil 5, which is probably... That was your first? Very strange to Holy people. Holy fuck. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's just a series that I never really got into. And then, you know, I had a... You know, 360, Resident Evil 5 had a lot of hype behind it, and so I played that. I fucking loved that game, and I know uh, that's... I mean, I can understand that from people, from someone who isn't familiar with Resident Evil. Mm -hmm. I can see people really enjoying Resident Evil 5 because they don't have expectations. Right. So I loved that game back in the day, plus it was co-op, and you could keep playing it over and over again and bring all your abilities back in. I think I ended up beating that game two or three times in a seven-day period. Wow. Like, it was a lot like that's how I loved Resident Evil 5 um, and I know that's kind of a, a minority thing for Resident Evil fans at large is that 5 isn't one of the best but I like it I know I need to go play 4 um, and I, I really would like to play Resident Evil 0 or 1 but man those controls just don't seem don't seem great yeah i i played resident evil zero <laughs> not too long ago uh i feel like it would turn me off big time it, yeah it does not hold up very yeah, well and not exactly. neither does the first one like the old resident evil games don't hold up very well yeah so all i've played is five and seven which is weird i i didn't even play six <laughs> well <laughs> There was enough uh, negative buzz around yeah. 6 to know that, oh, okay. But here's well, the thing. Not. I think it was a year or two, probably even longer than that. Whenever they came out on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, I drunkenly bought 4, 5, and 6 yeah. on Xbox. They were all on sale for really cheap. So I have them all, and I need to I need to go back and play 4 specifically. Anyways, so Resident Evil 2, the one-shot demo I thought was really great. Um, really sets the atmosphere because Resident Evil 5 wasn't that scary of a game and then 7 obviously was and especially if you're in PlayStation VR yes absolutely 7 was just a really creepy game at least let's say the first two thirds of it Mm -hmm. you know Uh, but man I I feel like this game might even be scarier and and I I was just wondering because 7 is the you know like I said I only played 5 and 7 so 7 is the only experience I have with with Resident Evil being like scary. Yeah. So I was just wondering like if it's in third person is it not going to feel scary to me? And judging from that demo like yeah, it probably will because you end up going through and you have to save this guy and in the whole time you're going there it's really creepy. You hear all these noises, you know, the lights aren't on, so you're walking around with your pistol and and Leon has his the, the flashlight out and everything and you're like man i haven't seen anything yet i don't like this you know it's kind of like when in the beginning of seven you're going through the house and you haven't seen the the father guy and you're like fuck i don't like this motherfucker where is he where is he gonna show up now um and you end up finding finding this guy i mean he dies or whatever it's not really that big of a spoiler but uh then shit starts coming at you. And mm-hmm. then the, the the survival horror kicks in because I, I'm there's zombies all the way down this corridor and I'm trying to shoot them in the head, but I'm you know, I had to get used to the aiming and taking my time and everything. Like like in Resident Evil, you know what I mean? And 
then it's like, oh, they're right on me. And and then I just said, fuck it. And I started running down. And then all of a sudden they bust through this door. And then I literally was like, oh my God, I don't know what to do. I don't have enough ammo. Mm-hmm. I'm so yeah. screwed. That Resident Evil feel, that survival horror feel that you're supposed to, to have. And then I just went into this room and they all just came running through this door. And I ended up very uh, much just getting by with that just just by a little bit and i'm like okay that was that was really good and then you get into a little bit more there's like a few cutscenes in it um there's a very fat zombie that just comes out of a janitor's closet that's really funny to just shooting ahead and zombies are gross in this game like super fucking disgusting um and you end up finding a dead dude uh later because it does so this you only get 30 minutes but it it opens up to a point where you're exploring for for a good chunk of the demo and you can and and it's kind of like you know the resident evil feels of just going around and oh there's ammo here there's this here but you have limited inventory space and got to figure it out you found this key now you can go back and open that door that you found like that sort of stuff is what makes Resident Evil great and just fun to play. And uh, I found this zombie though on the way while exploring, and I thought it was just a dead dude. And it's like this little cutscene. He just he just, Leon just lifts his head up, and his whole face is just mutilated, Ugh. just guts everywhere. It was disgusting. I, I need to put it in our screenshots group. Oh, great! <laughs> for y'all okay. to see. <laughs> Fantastic. But uh, yeah. I mean, it's a great demo. I think the demo is only available until January 31st. So if you want to try Resident Evil 2, get in there and and do it. I'm super, super excited for this game. I'm not going to, I can't pick it up right away um, because of another thing coming out next week. Mm, Yeah. Uh, Okay. That, you know, I just, I just got to wait a little bit on Resident Evil 2, but I'll get around to it at some point this year. And I, I cannot fucking wait. The reviews are very good. Yeah. For this. It looks like they did a pretty good job on this. Yeah. I mean, some of them are saying that uh, this game's even better than Resident Evil 4, hmm. which is considered oh. to be the best in the franchise. So, All right. Seems like Capcom had a hell of a remake. It would be cool if they got around to remaking 3 at some point. I never played 3, but that would be the last one left to really do on, be able to play on like modern consoles, mm-hmm. I think, so... Yeah, that's all that I played. But I'm sitting here and I'm like, I can't believe by the podcast next week, Kingdom Hearts 3 will be here. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck y'all. I'm excited for it. Everybody's all like, oh, it's so hard to understand and all this stuff. And it's like, fuck, you never even fucking tried. Like, whatever. But I'm excited for it. Excited to wait for Kingdom Hearts 4? That is never <laughs> going to happen at all. <laughs> I feel like that's what they said after like each Kingdom Hearts game is that yeah. there's not going to be another well, one. I've I've heard that this is the end of like Sora's story. So who knows? Still going to wait know. for we'll, Kingdom Hearts four. Yeah, we'll we'll see. I guess how it ends, but I'm I'm super stoked, and I kind of can't believe it's going to be here. Oh, yeah. and that game was announced 2013, formally announced, right? Because that was when they revealed. Final Fantasy 15. Yep. That was at Sony's E3 2013 conference, I think. Damn. Just can't believe it's 
been that long. I also can't can't imagine being you know. I hope for one your sake, OG it's good. fans. Yeah, I, I hope it is too. And it seems like they're incorporating some kind of the best of a lot of different games, which is good. Yeah. So yeah. How about you? What have oh, you played, I've been sir? Pl- I've been playing so many video games that my hands actually hurt. <laughs> like, damn, physically hurt. It is. It's probably it, it's a problem um but i've played a lot of things mentioned uh i played call of duty with y'all i also did some multiplayer on my own um i've been playing destiny 2 mm-hmm. uh got up to power level 596 Ooh. so close to that 600 mark where stuff starts slowing down power level wise yeah um but I'm having fun with it. I found a good rotation of playing it like every two or three days, so that some of the daily stuff recycles. Yeah. But so I have a, I have things to do each time I play. Uh, we should next time we play try to do nightfalls. Yeah, because I think you're up to five ninety six, and Keith's well over six hundred, and I'm at five seventy seven. I think nightfall is five fifty. Mm-hmm. So we could we could probably it's five forty is it okay. yeah we could we could definitely do it yeah we should try doing that sometime because I I don't think I haven't done one since Forsaken launched so yeah yeah that's just an additional thing uh, mm-hmm. to boost my power level up uh, yeah uh, so yeah those those are like the biggest games I played I also continued Yakuza Kiwami too. Uh, and been enjoying that. That's been the game that I've been playing a little bit because of my wrist. I've been doing the Cabaret Manager mini game in that, mm. uh, and that's less intense on the hands. Um, but yeah, I, I've been having a lot of fun with that. And then, what else? There's one game in particular that I want to talk about, but I want to make sure I got everything else out of the way. I'm in the Dreams beta. Can't talk about it because it's under NDA. Mm-hmm. Also, didn't have much time to do anything in it. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's just get into it. Future Grind. It's finally here after yeah, okay. I talked about it like mm-hmm. two or three years ago on this podcast. What is this game? This game is... Um, so... It's everyone calls it like trials like, but it, it and I see where it is like that too. Uh, I just don't really have another describer for it. So you're on the bikes that grind on these tracks, and the wheels are colored, and you have to match the wheels color to the rail color. Uh, you're aiming for scores, uh, and then there are some objectives as you go through the story mode. Which this game actually has a story to it, which hmm. is interesting. I haven't completed it yet. Um, but yeah, it's it's really fun. There are different bikes you play as. Uh, and like, so some of the major differences is that there's this bike called the gimbal bike where it's one big wheel and one small wheel and just the weight shift, it looks, it feels a lot different to play. Uh, there's a bike with a triple jump. Um there's a bike where only one wheel is usable and its color changes each time it grinds. Oh. So you'll have different color color uh, uh, rails. There are also white rails. And white rails are kind of like a safety, a safety net. Um, it'll reset your multiplier. So if you're going for high scores, you want to avoid those. Uh, so yeah, that, that's there too. Um, 
it I, I like the way it ramps up its difficulty because it starts you on this basic bike where both wheels are the same color and you're j- basically avoiding uh, the yellow rails uh, to survive the track. Um, and then it ramps up to, oh, each wheel is a different color and you have to make sure you're touching the right colors. And then it introduces other things like um, there are there's this thing called a... I forget what it's called, a rail switcher, which switches the colors of the rails Hmm. when you hit it. Uh, There are these jumping balls, which will give you, uh, it'll boost, it'll give you an extra bounce uh, as you get to the next rail, but they're colored, so you have to hit them with the right color wheel to bounce further. Um, There's, there are these zones that'll change the color of your wheel. Like if you grind through it and then put one wheel through the through this color zone, it'll change that wheel's color, um, and and it's just really interesting to play. And it's it's only twenty bucks, hmm. and it's got a lot of levels. I haven't played it all yet. I I binged it a little bit, played probably about five hours of it, and there's still more stuff for me to do. Uh, leaderboards are out there. Um, uh yeah it's i i just have a lot of fun with it and it's really really good yeah it it looks cool i I watched giant pops thing on it and you know it it seems a little bit like trials in a way of you know you just have this course and you keep going over and over again if you die start over right away Mm -hmm. it's you know seems neat yeah i i'm having a lot of fun with it i i'm looking to finish it pretty soon um but yeah, I, I recommend it to people who like those kinds of games. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the last thing here, I, I played Ace Combat 7. Oh, right. How is it? It's very fucking good. Yeah. Why? Uh, it's What's great about this one? Oh, God. It, it, the story's pretty good. It, it's ridiculous like Ace Combat stories are, but I love that. I love that about it. Mm-hmm. It's got a pretty interesting uh, way it works through the campaign. Uh, there's this aircraft tree where you're purchasing upgrades and stuff and purchasing uh, planes to use during the campaign. Uh, basically, you earn uh, MRP uh, by going through missions and doing certain things. Like You'll get a bonus for the first time you complete a mission, but there are also bonus things for destroying a certain amount of target. There's a destruction score which adds to it. Uh, You get a bonus for not getting damaged. Uh, You get a bonus for completing missions very quickly. like Stuff like that. And then you go and spend that currency, get new stuff, and that's pretty cool. Um, It has my favorite character of the year, JPEG Dog. <laughs> I've heard a lot about JPEG Dog. Uh, yeah, apparently I, I saw another story where apparently it's a tribute to uh, someone, like someone's past. I, f- I think it was a producer on the team. Uh, their dog died during the development of the game, and that dog is actually just a tribute to that to their dog. Oh. Um, but yeah, I, I'm having a lot of fun with it. There's a multiplayer mode that I haven't even touched yet. Uh, but their multiplayer is usually you go out, you create and create rooms or search for lobbies with certain conditions that you want to play under. Um, so during the story mode, I mean, you, you should, yeah, I'm assuming you have objectives. Yeah, yeah, to, yeah. There, the objectives vary, uh, vary quite a bit. Um, like there's this one mission where 
uh, you're in a desert and you're blowing up uh, oil refineries uh, to starve their drone army of fuel. Mm. Um, that's, like You can see pre-briefing, and one of the things I really love about Ace Combat is the UI. It just looks so fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you can see like the kind of things that you'll be fighting uh pre in your uh pre-briefing and you can select a loadout that will uh help you do that so for this one where i was bombing mostly ground targets i chose the ac10 thunderbolt because it's a pretty good uh a low speed air to ground uh firing support kind of thing mm-hmm. um but then you'll see other missions where there's a more of a combination so you have to do some you have to choose a different kind of plane for that and then of course dog fights you have to get a pretty advanced uh fighter craft and and there's there are other things you can like dive into like all the special weapons and stuff like that like and specialize in that way and then there are also parts that are on the weapon tree which upgrade your plane (laughs) you can attach up to eight parts on your plane Wow, that's neat. Which will upgrade its stats or provide other bonuses. Yeah, I, I'm just having a lot of fun. They're, the missions are really cool, really well designed. Like, there's this one where you're avoiding radar fields to get to. You see, like, you see this giant thing. It's called a space elevator, that, which is the objective. Of this you see this thing in the distance that you have to get to, but then you look at your your radar map and you see all these big red zones that you have to avoid to mm. avoid uh, getting detected. So you're like going through this maze, uh, and it's it's. I just think it's pretty rad. Yeah. There's this other one where you're flying under the clouds to avoid getting uh, locked onto by uh, by missiles, because there's a satellite targeting thing. So you're flying under the clouds to avoid the satellite targeting you, and but you have to go up briefly above the clouds to shoot at uh, shoot at some. Uh, targets that are in these mountains that are poking through the clouds mm. and then that level turns into a lightning storm where you're dog fighting and there's lightning coming down and fucking with your shit does it look good dude this is <laughs> this might be one of my one of the best looking games on the playstation wow it's awesome it's a flying feel good too flying's great right on fly those planes blow fly, some shit it flies up just like i remember ace combat games flying and that's that's a good thing because i remember loving pl- playing ace combat four and five and i think i played six but i can't remember like i think that might have been an early playstation 4 game that i played um but yeah it's it's just a lot of fun i i'm looking forward to getting through the campaign there's 20 missions um i i've done 11 of them and each mission takes anywhere between uh 15 and 30 minutes okay. so it's pretty lengthy Not bad. yeah uh, some of them can take longer, especially if you're trying to go for the S rank score mm-hmm. on the missions. Uh, but yeah, there's a, there's a lot of stuff to do there. But yeah, I think that that's that's pretty much it for games I've played this week. Right on. Don't sleep on Ace Combat. Don't sleep on Future Grind. Yeah, those are my um, two highly recommended January games. Yeah, I feel like. Even if they are good, though, man, it's a long year. I feel like a lot of those games in January like this just get snubbed. Also, Ace Combat 7 is, like, it, I will be surprised if it doesn't stand up for uh, best soundtrack. 
mm. when it comes to the end of the year. Is it good? It's got, I'm going to have to link you to some tracks because it is just fantastic. What is it? Like metals, like rock and shit oh, or man. what? It's hard to describe really. I'm not really good at describing music, but I'm just going to send you some links. It's just, it's epic yeah. as hell. Cool. Uh, but yeah. Video games, they're good all throughout the year. It never they takes a break. Uh, we're in that time where you think there'd be a break in video games, but there isn't. Nope. No break for you. Mm. There's a slight break in news. It isn't as wild as last week. No. Definitely not. Uh, but there are some things to talk about. And uh, I guess we can start off with... Uh, in the wake of Bungie splitting from Activision, they've basically said we're going to commit to the things that we said we were putting in the annual pass, and uh, we'll go from there. That's that's pretty much. They're just confirming that they're they're staying committed to Destiny too, um, and I guess just the Destiny IP as a whole. Um, but yeah, I, it's I uh, I feel more at ease. Since they did have investment from other sources, such as NetEase, um, mm. so it's it's good to see that hey, this is still Destiny, still their priority, and they're not moving away from it because I put way too much time into Destiny for them to be like, eh, well, when we're done with this, we might be done. Right? Yeah, I, I don't, I don't think uh, that they're gonna step away from Destiny. For sure, because they've they've put a lot of time into it, and and why fight to keep the IP if you're just gonna walk away from yeah. it once once the annual pass stuff is done for Destiny Two? But they also said that they learned a lot from Black Armory, and with future releases, uh, they want the beginning experiences of content drops to be a better point of convergence for the player base, which is good. Mm-hmm. So it's cool that they they learned from that, but they said. Uh, Future is bright for Destiny, which makes All sense. Right. Do they do a Destiny three? Uh, honestly, I, mean, we I don't think this, they need to. But I don't think so either. And personally. without the pressure of a publisher for them to put another number out there, I don't think they will. Yeah, I think they'll just continue to drop big DLC pack, story packs. If that's that's what I think. Maybe not necessarily story. Who knows? Maybe. And, and the people worried about like, oh well, then the number will be too high. Like, who gives a f- fuck <laughs> like that's what you want i want power level 1000 <laughs> and i'm sure they could figure out something kind of like you know like if you want to go play world of warcraft right now you can go buy the new expansion and then start at level 120 or yeah. whatever like you, they, they can figure out yeah, something you can for uh, you. you can do a level boost and get like i don't know just get an outfit of fucking blue gear mm-hmm. at like the max uh, well at the baseline level for the yeah. new content exactly I, I think it would be smart for them to just release giant expansions to Destiny 2 because they, they have a great framework there. Why blow it up to start over? Mm-hmm. It just doesn't make any sense. For, for We have to bring back Sparrow Racing yeah. League, man. <laughs> yeah. But if they wanted to drop like a giant sequel-like expansion for $60, I would be down for that. Yeah. You know, if it had, like, a ton of new zones, a new story, you know, new weapons and all that stuff, like, but it's still part of Destiny 2, fuck yeah, bring it on. Yeah. There's a lot lot of possibilities for that. We've seen 
destiny at every E3 since 2013. You know, will do you think we'll see destiny at E3 at all this year? Um, well, honestly, I, I'm not sure because of because of their split. I'm not sure if they will be. Uh, they might still be, you know, all hands on deck on Destiny and not necessarily able to think that far ahead or yeah. show anything that far ahead. So I feel like that that sort of stuff was something that, you know, I'm sure Activision helped a lot with that, getting that stuff set up at least. Um, obviously, Bungie's the one cutting the trailers and all that, sh- all that shit. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see because it's usually around E3 time that they announce... The next yeah, what's expansion. Up this fall? Yeah. So I, I also wonder if there was something in the pipeline for this September. You know, if we'll get that or if they'll maybe they'll push have it to push what? it back because along with being independent from Activision, that also means you don't have those resources available yeah. to you. Exactly. Activision had Destiny support studios, so yep. Now Bungie doesn't have that support, so no. we'll see what the, what they can do. I'm not sure if they'll be able to keep the pace that they were at. And I don't think they should. Mm-hmm. I think they should be smart about it. But I, it just you know it has me just thinking because I'm sure those things were in the pipeline for this fall. So just what happens to them? Do we hear about them at all? Mm. I'm sure we'll hear about something because. I think the annual pass stuff is supposed to run through spring of this year. So I think around April, yeah. May, you know, sometime this summer, we got to hear what's next for Destiny just to keep the player base engaged. They do say that uh, the next update is going live January 29th. Uh, we'll f- fine tune weapons and uh, buffing other ones. Cool. Yeah, I feel like now that they are free from uh, being a publisher, they aren't going to be pressured to be making that kind of money that you know publishers tend to expect from games as a service. Right. Publishers that seem to be chasing Fortnite for <laughs> live game revenue, uh, and probably pretty far behind in Fortnite because Fortnite, Jesus Christ, 2018 was huge for Fortnite. Breaking records, making $2.4 billion over last year. That's, wow, insane. The most (laughs) annual revenue of any game in history. Yeah. That is almost more than the top two highest grossing movies of 2018 combined. I think that was well no never mind I'm thinking of if you were to do the second and third highest grossing movies they equal about 2.7 billion I think something like that so almost there it's free it's a free fucking video game yeah it's crazy it's a free fucking video game and y'all are just giving them so much fucking money 2.4 billion holy shit I wonder how much that's split out between uh, battle passes and uh, people buying V-Bucks for what's in the store. What I'm very curious about is how much of that is the people spending the money to play the save the world mode? (laughs) Oh, come on. How little is that? Oh, come on. (laughs) Um, This this blows my mind, too. Free-to-play games earn a whopping $87.7 billion last year. This accounts for 80% of 2018's 109.8 billion in digital games revenue. 
Holy shit. Free to play makes a lot of money, man. Yeah, it's premium it certainly games. A model. Yeah, premium games brought in 17.8 billion in total revenue. Uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 4 at 612 million, Red Dead Redemption 2 560 million, FIFA 18 at 790 million, and then PUBG, I believe was number 1 in that category. It's the only one to make a billion. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah there's there's just money insane. in video games and, yeah and, yeah i just i can't fucking believe that 2.4 billion number jesus I fucking know. christ how does yeah just really quick for the premium games i mean there's the ones i mentioned uh, grand theft auto 5 was number three 628 million oh still hanging out up there uh Call of Duty World War Two, number six at five hundred sixteen. Doing yeah, five hundred six million. FIFA nineteen, uh, four hundred eighty-two million. This one's surprising. Monster Hunter World at number eight with five hundred four hundred sixty-seven million. It's mm. pretty good. Rainbow Six Siege at four hundred forty million, and then number ten was Overwatch at four hundred twenty-nine million. Jesus, it's just totally, totally insane. Um, also in this, uh, augmented and mixed reality grew 27%, grew from 27% to 35% in 2018 in terms of consumer spending. Okay. So that's interesting. So yeah, there's, there's lots of really interesting stuff. This is from a uh, super data that a lot of this stuff, uh, happens the audience for video game content grew 10 percent to reach 850 million unique viewers in 2018 oh great interesting it's growing it's always growing yeah twitch has the highest earning uh, gaming video content platform despite having a much smaller audience than youtube yeah because i guess more people pay for twitch stuff than pay for youtube yeah red or whatever the fuck right people have ad blocker to block youtube ads yeah very fascinating stuff for sure but you know you really want to make the money in video games free to play definitely is the way to go yeah it's but it's also it's, it's a double-edged sword too. yeah because if, it's if, if a it's a hit it's great but exactly. if it's not then oh well shit we aren't making anything right it's such a competitive marketplace for that stuff mm-hmm yeah uh interesting uh we also have additional numbers here from npd uh these are the 2018 uh, wait. Okay, December. so we have December. Okay. Yep. I thought this was the whole of 2018, but December. There are some 2018 numbers in here. Uh, yeah. So I'll get us from 20 to 11. You'll take us from 10 to 1. At number 20, the, the of best-selling games of December, Fallout 76. Woo! <laughs> number 19, Spyro Reignited Trilogy. 18, Minecraft. 17, Grand Theft Auto 5. 16, FIFA 19, 15, Just Cause 4, 14, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, 13, Super Mario Odyssey, number 12, Pokemon Let's Go Eevee, and at number 11, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Number 10 
is Marvel Spider-Man 9, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu 8, Super Mario Party 7, Madden NFL 19, 6, Mario Kart 8, 5, NBA 2K19, 4, Battlefield 5, 3, Call of Duty Black Ops 4, 2, Red Dead Redemption 2, and number 1 went to Super Smash Bros. Ultimate for the month. Not surprising there, for sure. Mm. Um, I think it's shocking to see Battlefield 5 at number 4. I guess that game is selling well. I mean, it's been on sale a lot as well. But I also feel there's no buzz around that game. But anyways, um, also, this is just such a Nintendo-dominated list when you really look at it. Yeah. Cool to see Spyro still hanging in there. Uh, Just Cause 4, I believe we talked about December's PlayStation Store numbers last week, and that wasn't on there at all. But interesting, here it is at number 15. Hmm. With that, it's good to see Spider-Man hanging in there as well. Number 10. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Best-selling game of the year, Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah. Second I, place is Call of Duty. Yeah. Third, NBA 2K. Yep. They said it was very close between Red Dead and Black Ops 4. I would love to know the exact numbers on that. Um. Game industry as a whole reported forty three point four billion in revenue in twenty eighteen. Wow, up twenty uh, up twenty percent over the previous year. That's huge growth. Yeah, although two billion of that is fucking Fortnite. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, th- th- I guess I- I'm a little confused on that number because you say this says forty three point four billion, yet that thing uh, said the software. Was at eighty seven point or one hundred nine point eight? So I wonder. Those people aren't reporting revenue. Yeah, I'm I'm a little confused by some of these numbers, but either way, they're big numbers. Um, Nintendo Switch was the best selling console of 2018, hmm. which kind of surprises me because we we saw PS4 was continually the best selling console every month. So it's either that the Switch wasn't very far behind in those months, or which could be a possibility combined with a massive holiday season for Nintendo. But either way, I mean, we also know that the PlayStation 4 has done really well, which we talked about a little bit ago as well. Um, yeah, it's apparently was a very successful year for all three console manufacturers, which I think is awesome. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about it so many times, but it's just so interesting. And I know... Towards the end of a life cycle for hardware, with exceptions like the Wii U, uh, the hardware typically sells a little bit better because the library's there and it's cheaper. But it is so fascinating that these consoles are selling so well, and we're talking about new ones, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, there's still so much life in them, but we've talked about that a lot. Mm-hmm. What do you think is going to be the best-selling game of January? I mean... Resident Evil 2 and Kingdom Hearts 3 will be out, but they're not going to be in the market for too long. Do you think either of them will top top the charts? Yeah, I think it's it's likely to be uh, Resident Evil 2. Maybe. I imagine that's going to be the number one selling game. Yeah. Uh, I would not be surprised to see Kingdom Hearts right behind it. I would hope for Ace Combat to be up there, but yeah. I doubt it because... People have bad taste and don't play Ace Combat. 
saying I have bad taste because I don't play Ace Combat. Yeah, I am. I see. I'm calling you out. All right. Motherfucker. All right, fine. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I imagine we'll see some of the mainstays like yeah. Red Dead Redemption or it would, Call of Duty. It wouldn't shock me if Black Ops 4 or Red Dead Redemption 2 was number one. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's that. Um, free is a thing free to play is a thing that can be applied to a new hitman 2 event um so there's going to be a hitman 2 level that people can play for free even if you don't own hitman 2 oh uh it's going to bring you to it's an old map from the original hitman hokkaido uh, but yeah, it's it's a limited time event called the Snow Festival. Uh, it's already started, and it's going through February twelfth. You can play this Hitman level for free. Get a taste of Hitman if you haven't. Do it. Hitman's good. Wholeheartedly recommend that. Yeah, a thing I- that won't be free according to Bethesda, is Fallout 76. Um, This revealed via a Twitter exchange in which a user said they wanted their money back if Fallout 76 goes free-to-play. Bethesda simply responds, there is no truth to this rumor. Yeah. So, yeah, I I wouldn't expect Fallout 76 to go free-to-play, especially, like, since people are buying this game. Right. Uh, it just doesn't make sense for that. Uh, I'm more curious about what they do with Fallout 76 because I, I honestly don't know. I don't know either. Yeah. We'll see. It'll it'll be fascinating this year if if Bethesda can turn that one around. Yeah. You know, if, if by the end of 2019 we're like, you know what, Fallout 76 is a pretty damn good game. There, there's a lot of work to do there. Yeah. It'll be it'll be interesting to watch to see how much they they stick with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of games getting updates throughout the year, Call of Duty Black Ops 4 Blackout Mode is getting a new mode added to it called Ambush Mode. In this mode, the only weapons that will be dropping on the map are sniper rifles and melee weapons. This, I believe, oh will be a limited time <laughs> mode, perhaps? Yeah, I would imagine. Who knows? Uh, I mean, that's what they're doing with Down But Not Out, so we'll see. Uh, well, by the time you hear this, your free trial for Blackout is going to be done for, but you heard about that last week. You had your yep. chance to try out Blackout. Makes me wonder if they're going to roll Blackout out, Blackout as its separate thing. Uh, they're doing interesting things with the PC version of Call of Duty Black Ops 4. Uh, I think it makes 100% uh, it makes sense to do that to Mm -hmm. spin it off into its own thing but it's Activision I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not sure they'd be willing to do that with Call of Duty but I don't know. This mode seems interesting. I'm sure I would be very bad at it. You'd probably be alright. Yeah. Some of my (laughs) Better successes playing solo uh, have been with sniper rifles or DMRs. 
So I'd, I'd probably feel at home with this. Yeah. I wonder if the sniper rifles drop with scopes on them or if it is like any other match where oh they boy. drop with iron sights yeah. and you have to find scopes. Oh, boy. I don't know. We'll look for that. Uh, I don't know when that's going to launch. It doesn't say quite yet here. Uh, but, yeah, something to look forward to. Um, hmm. An interesting one here. I think you put this in here, Tyler. Yep. Would you like uh, to take this? Yeah. Cyberpunk 2077's creative director joins Blizzard. Uh, Sebastian, Sebastian uh, Stepien? I hope I said that right. Uh, who is a the creative director or a creative director over at CD Projekt Red. Um, going on at Blizzard for an unnamed project. So, uh, Sebastian helped shepherd the entire Witcher series in Cyberpunk 2077 as a dialogue writer, narrative director, story designer, and creative director. Man, they're going to make World of Warcraft weird, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They're going to make a Cyberpunk expansion to World of Warcraft. Why not? I, I wonder, uh, you know, because th- there's a few interesting things about this. One, what is that unmanned, unnamed project? You know, is it is it World of Warcraft? This this is coming from Game Informer. Mentions maybe Diablo, maybe that could be an interesting take, Perhaps. like a little bit more narrative into Diablo. Maybe um, is it a totally new project from Blizzard? I don't know. Blizzard doesn't really do like story driven experiences at all, but it would be an interesting take a blizzard take on like a story driven maybe action game or rpg or something that could be fucking awesome yeah potentially oh and then also like i guess you know cyberpunk 2077 i feel is still a while away yeah is you know the the things he was working on are they in a good spot i don't know yeah who knows it's good Dude's obviously a good creative director. Yeah, if he's you know? <laughs> working on, like, if he's worked on The Witcher and Cyberpunk, uh, I mean, Cyberpunk we have yet to see, but I imagine that's going to hit pretty well. Um, yeah, I I guess Blizzard is one of those studios that can swoop in and take talent from other studios if they need to. Yeah. They have that draw. Yeah, I'm just, I'm curious what what they're cooking up over there. Um, I'm also curious about another game that's coming out later this year. It's going to have a demo here real soon. Yeah. Anthem. Uh, so there's going to be, there's some details out here about what you're going to find in this demo. Uh, demo's pretty soon. Uh, you have EA Access... Or pre-ordered the game. Uh, you can play the demo starting on the 25th through the 27th. Everyone else, I guess it's going to open beta on February 1st through the 3rd. Um, but let's see what else is here. I'm trying to. I'm going to click on this tweet to make sure there's nothing else detail expanded here. Okay, so Mark Dara. Which, who is 
a producer on Anthem, has outlined a few things you can expect here. Bullet points. Uh, they're going to start you in the middle of the game. No tutorials, no pilot picker. Balance is going to be different. Economy is going to be different. Uh, six weeks less bug... Hmm. So I guess it's this build is six weeks behind what they currently have of re- ready. Yeah. So they there are going to be some bugs in there that they already know about. Um, there's only going to be one story arc. Uh, there's a. Um, hmm. That yeah. going to be easier, apparently. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, I looked at some of their live stream stuff. The game doesn't look particularly easy. It, there, there are some some things that seem like are going to be tough, but yeah, I I want to play this quite a bit. I've pre-ordered Anthem uh, by mistake because I had my DualShock Four on <laughs> while I was using. Well, I had my PlayStation Four on while I was using my DualShock on my PC, and ended up buying a bunch of shit that I didn't necessarily mean to. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna be playing this demo here. Looks like Friday this weekend. I'm going to be busy this weekend. Shit. Uh, next that... weekend. Oh, yeah. Ne- no, it's this weekend. 25th through the 27th. Oh, yeah, because you pre-ordered. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yep. I'm going to be busy. I've got yeah. I've got dreams to demo, <laughs> even though I can't talk about. And then I've got uh, Anthem to demo. How do you feel about it being so different, apparently, from the final game? Well, I... I, I mean, I'd, uh, honestly, I'd expect balance d- changes to happen. Like, that that seems... That's something that I'm not too too worried about. Economy being different, I don't think... I think, obviously, that means me. they aren't going to be showing you the microtransactions up front here in a demo, because that would just be... Why would you? Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I, I'm, I'm curious. I want to play this. Anthem is... I am very hopeful for Anthem. I want it to be the game that I just keep coming back to. It, not necessarily to replace Destiny, but to be something different from Destiny that I also can play as a live game. Yeah, definitely. I just I'm looking forward to playing a Bioware game again. It's been a little bit, and then I also just hope this game's good for Bioware's sake. Yeah, because they are owned by EA. Yeah. <laughs> Does Bioware? Have the balls to break away from EA, Bungie style, and take Anthem with them. Oh my gosh, I wish. <laughs> take fucking Mass Effect and Dragon Age with you while you're at it. Now we're asking a bit much. <laughs> Bungie managed to pull one IP away. Uh, but yeah, Bioware. But Mass Effect and Dragon Age ain't shit without Bioware. Yeah. You know? I'm sure EA would try without them. <laughs> I'm sure they'd try something. Yeah, they to would make have money. some fucking smart ass executive that doesn't know what he's talking about up there. Being like, we gotta have it. We know we don't have the same people, but uh, here's a video game. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's good. Yeah. I read a, there's a good article in one of the most recent Game 4 magazines about EA and how they just have all of these IP that they're just sitting on they do nothing with like uh, like Dead Space is a yeah. good, good example of one that's brought up like Dead Space is a fucking fantastic thing it was great and they're just just hanging out with it not doing anything 
you know EA does that a lot now you can add Mass Effect to that list as well I mean you could say that EA's list of IP is dead space ha 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 so funny the other one was uh, one of the other ones was Ultima Oh yeah, that's they, they yeah. had the ultimate games and they stopped making them and they just whoever wrote it, I forget who, but said you know here's a ultimate was like way ahead of its time in terms of like MMO RPGs and sort of things like that like in in an age with like Destiny and maybe Anthem in the division like a new ultimate game could be cool if you do it right you know what I mean yeah. I, could, could have a fan base and, and be one of those things for EA. Yeah, I have no just doubt. On but it. knowing, seeing what EA has done, or rather hasn't done. Yeah. Like we talked about last week with Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, they're just, I, I'm telling you, I've said it for years now that Star Wars has ruined EA. Yeah, it's it's just weird because they, you know... I feel like EA, because they have the Star Wars license, they feel, obviously, they feel obligated to use it. And in a lot of cases, that just hasn't worked. You know, obviously, it didn't work with Visceral. Now, they don't even have Visceral anymore. Um, I think it's really hurt DICE a lot, you know. And then EA Vancouver was working on this game for fucking, you know, a year I guess it's been since Visceral Games closed and that's just like a year of time and money just totally wasted. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, they, they feel the need to use it yet. They're not using it right. They're not getting the games out and it's just wasted teams and money and, and hours where they could be working on something else. I don't know. I mean, from the, it has hurt them. I think. Yeah. I mean, especially, as someone who isn't at all invested in Star Wars, looking at this, me, I see this and I'm like, y'all just need to fucking stop it with this poisonous Star Wars IP that is obviously not good for you. And just fucking just stop. We don't need Star Wars games. We need good video games. And it doesn't matter what IP that comes from. You're just not producing anything because you're wrapped up in this Star Wars deal. That you, it just makes no sense to me. Uh, I don't know what's preventing Disney from taking it back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Star Wars is such a rich world that I think there's just so many possibilities you could have for a Star Wars game. What we don't need is mediocre Star Wars games, you know, because Battlefront, both of them are just they're fine, but they're not what they should be. Look at how many fucking movies are coming out. We might just not need Star Wars video games. Well, they they have certainly slowed down on. I think they are slowing down on the movies in a way because they saw obviously the reaction to solo was not good um even though it's a good movie you know it just it didn't make money at all for them um i I saw something that movie made 392 million worldwide which is the lowest for a star wars movie ever like even the first one back in 1977 and i think their budget for it was 300 million dollars Wow. And that doesn't include the massive marketing campaign that a Star Wars project has either. You know, they probably lost a lot of money on that. I mean, it's Disney. They could probably take a hit like that, you know, but still, it's a lot. But, but yeah, I mean, it, you do bring up a good point. 
in terms of for a while there it was so much star wars and now star wars has died down a little bit you know there's a little bit maybe of uh fatigue from some people of oh my god disney's doing forty thousand movies there's all these tv shows now there's all these video games there's these books and comics you know there is that aspect to it for sure i'm so fascinated on what respawn's game is going to be yeah respawn makes good games and uh, you know it's apparently a third person action game and the director of god of war 3 and that's an interesting mashup because respawn is known for shooters yeah you know even back to when part of that team was uh part of uh infinity ward you know Mm -hmm. It'll be interesting to see that one. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. But that is in the distance. Yeah. We need to look at what's right in front of us. The video games that are out this week on the PlayStation Store. And I'll get us started here with a PlayStation VR game. <laughs> a Fisherman's Tale. Bend and twist reality in A Fisherman's Tale, the mind-bending VR puzzle adventure game in which... Being turned upside down and inside out is not merely a play on words. Ooh. Next up is At Sundown. Shots in the dark. At Sundown, Shots in the Dark is a stealth-driven top-down multiplayer shooter in which up to four players compete in both online and local deathmatch. Only the best will dominate each round and survive the ultimate challenge to rise to the top at sundown. Mm. Next up is Future Grind. Grab your bike and hit the rails in Future Grind, a stylish stunt racer all about tricks, skill, and speed. Do you have a, think you have what it takes? Test your limits while grinding to the bass-pounding beats of an original soundtrack by Big Nick. Big Nick. Also, these bikes look really weird. Dude, they're rad. Yeah. There's a person in them. I know. Because you got a wheel on top and a wheel on bottom. They rotate around. Yeah. Heroes Trials on PS4 and Vita. Cross by. After banishing... After the banishing of one of the previous defender of your island, the community needs new heroes. The long training in siblings... What? The long training of siblings. Elia and Zol takes them to the last trials to become the new local guardians rising through the top will not be an easy feat mm, easy feat yum <laughs> uh, Jack Quest is the next game Jack Quest Tale of the Sword a fast paced fantasy action platformer with quick combat and steady progression Jack Quest guides players through a single interconnected world full of secrets collectible gems and hidden challenges all right. Realm Royale, PS4. Uh, be the last champion standing in Realm Royale. Choose a class, then loot deadly weapons and powerful abilities to create your own champion. Explore a fantasy world from horseback and craft game-changing legendary gear. Yeah, this game's pretty cool. I played it on PC last year. Uh, has some pretty cool gameplay elements to it. There are these forges around the map uh, that where, where you craft this legendary gear 
from loot that you there's special items that you get for killing other players mm. and you can craft some special gear that way it's battle royale right yeah it's a battle royale yeah it, it's got some interesting things going for it i wouldn't uh it, it's free also so yeah check it out if battle royale is your thing right on. uh next up is resident evil 2 probably the biggest thing this week a deadly virus engulfs the residents of Raccoon City in September of 1998, plunging the city into chaos as flesh-eating zombies roam the streets for survivors. An unparalleled adrenaline rush, zip-gripping uh, storyline, and unimaginable horrors await you. Witness the return of Resident Evil 2. Right on. Next up is Senren Kangara Burst Renewal. Oh boy. Uh, experience the original Sengun Kungura burst like never before. Tackle the classic ninja brawler from a whole new perspective in gorgeous fluid HD with new features and mechanics throughout. Hmm. Isn't this game that had to be censored for PlayStation? Or it was one of the Senran Kungura yeah, games. Yeah, one of them was. Definitely. And then this next game was banned from Steam because they didn't believe it was a real game. Really? Because its reviews were too high. Wow. Wandersong is that game that I'm talking about here. A musical adventure where you use singing to save the world. Play as a silly bard who embarks on a globe-trotting journey to learn about the mysterious Earth Song, said to prevent the universe's imminent end. It's up to you to sing your songs, unlock the world's secrets, and make new friends. I really did not know that. Yeah, it got banned that. from Steam temporarily because everyone's user review was too high. Was it faked? Like, were no, all the reviews faked? I don't faked? think so. Wow. It's just that it, it popped up on their radar because it was this lesser-known game that had amazing reviews. Yeah. Ah, but there's stuff to listen to, Tyler. Yeah. Stuff for you. Yeah, there's the Hakaro Utada cross kingdom hearts playlist if you want to listen to that uh i believe she is a japanese singer that does like the theme song that a lot of people know from kingdom hearts mm. that's a great song sure i like it it's okay i guess i don't know you can watch once upon a deadpool if you want or dr seuss's the grinch great they now have wait is that a new grinch movie yeah or is that yep I had totally forgot there was a new Grinch movie. Um, we saw Glass. Over yeah, the as we well. did. I enjoyed it. Me too. It was good. Samuel sure. L. Jackson sure knows how to act. He does. Definitely. So does James McAvoy. Yeah. In in his role. I mean, I, I recommend it. Definitely make sure you watch Split or Unbreakable before you maybe go see Glass because yeah. you'll be really fucking lost. You'll be like, who the fuck are these people? Yeah. But it is, it's a fine movie for sure. Yeah. I wonder, yeah, we, your YouTube channel has a video that we did about it. Yeah. A nice meaty one. Yeah. It's like 43 minutes long. Yeah, that, that was, <laughs> yeah. This one. I mean, when you put four guys around a table, it can drag on a little bit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, you should go watch that on Plugged On Vids, which is also where you can find Tyler on Twitter. 
Yes. You can find this podcast at PS Report Podcast. You can send email at PlayStation Report Podcast at gmail.com. Give us ratings, reviews, share us with your friends. If you want to find me, I'm at the Arctic Sloth, where you can see me freak out about good video games. Uh, I think that's going to do it for us until next week. Mm-hmm. Y'all should. Y'all are going to have your 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 kingdom hearts. Yeah, we are, baby. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I. What are you playing? I am going to probably finish up Future Grind and Ace Combat and then probably work a little bit more on Yakuza. All right. But yeah, that's know. that's the plan for now. Hopefully my uh, hand holds up. Uh, <laughs> just a lot, of, a lot of stress, a lot of mashing buttons. No, no more whacking your bippy, baby. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> All right, until next week. <laughs> thank you and... Be good to each other. Play your video games. And eat the ramen.